About eight years ago, I was um, up in Portland, Portland, Oregon, for an installation of a friend of mine as president of University of Portland. And I'd spent uh, two days at, at all these uh, celebr- fancy functions, uh, you know, all dressed up in. Everyone was dressed up celebrating my friend's installation. It was a grand fanfare, but the last of the events finished quite early around, like, 8.30 and I was uh, off three days of celebration. I was delighted to go back to my hotel downtown Portland. I, I was exhausted, so I, 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 uh, I got into my regular clothes and went out, decided to go out for a walk, and, uh, and I wanted to get some water, and I didn't want to pay. You know when the hotel, hotels, they charge you $5 for those bottles of water? It's like, seems like a thimble, you know, and it's just, so anyway, I was kind of refusing to pay that. And so I, I saw that there was a Rite Aid down just right outside the hotel around the corner. So I went down to Rite Aid, and as I was going in, it has one of those doors that has an indoor and an outdoor, right? One of those automatic ones. And so as I was going in, I looked at the outdoor, and there was this beautiful dog uh, sitting uh, with her legs all up in the air like this. And the homeless man sitting beside it. And I just was caught my attention. Anyway, I'm in buying a bottle of water, and I said... So I had this pang of guilt. I said, well, I'll buy another bottle of water in case I decide to stop and look at that dog. And then maybe I'll buy a bar of uh, candy or something just in case I stop that I've got something to give the homeless person. So anyway, sure enough, as I stop, I, 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 I on my way out and the dog is still there with legs up in the air. And, um, and so I, I, I bent down and I, I pet the dog and scratch her, her belly and he, you know, of course, loves it. And gorgeous looking dog, just beautiful dog. And I said, uh, what's your, your dog's name? He said, Spooky. I said, Spooky? That's an unusual name for a dog. I said, why'd you name him Spooky? Uh, and he says, because the streets are spooky. And, and uh, I, I found him on the streets and I've been on the streets and as I looked at the young man, the man was young. He was like in his early 20s. And, um, and so I, I started a conversation with him and I'm petting the dog and, and um, I asked him, so how did you end up in the streets? You're only so young. He said, well, uh, when my, my parents were abusive. And so I said, he said to himself that he's better off uh, leaving. So he, he left and he went to live with his grandparents, but his grandparents died. And then he ended up on the streets. He, um, and that was six years ago. He did that. That happened when he was, when he was 18 and now he was 24. And like, I was shocked. I, I looked at him and uh, I said, you've been on the streets for six years? So how do you manage? And so anyway, at this point, we're, we're chatting back and forth and I'm sitting on one side of the dog, and he's sitting under the side of the dog, and people are giving both of us money at this point. <laughs> um, and so I, I, you know, I, I'm chatting away, and I realized that I, I, didn't, I didn't know his name. I knew the dog's name. And so I said, um, I asked him what, what, what your name is, and he says, Michael. And so we proceeded to have a conversation about how he ended up in the streets, and, and how long it was, and, 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 and how it all came to be, and... Um, it was about a half hour, 40 minutes of a conversation. Um, and I, at the end of it, I said, you know, I said, was there anything I could do for you? He said, well, I, you know, maybe get some food. And I said, I'll give you some money for food. Where do you want to go? Well, I go up there from the street vendor because nobody lets me into a restaurant with the dog. 
Uh, and so I, I, I was, you know, I gave him plenty of money for enough more than one meal. And then I said, is there anything else I could do for you? And he says, yeah, you could give me a job. I said, well, I don't live here. I live in San Jose. He said, well, if I came down to San Jose, will you give me a job? I said, I suppose you, I, if you get down to San Jose, I, I'll get you a job. Um, anyway, the conversation went on, and then it came to an end. I needed to, to go. I was getting tired, and, and, and it was getting cold. Um, I said, is there anything I, else I could do for you? And he said, um, no. He said, um, you've, done, you've, done, you've done something I haven't, I haven't had in, in six months. And what's that? He says, uh, you call me by my name. I haven't heard my name in over six months because there's nobody to call me by it. And nobody ever talks to me like I'm invisible when I'm on the streets. And uh, my heart sank because I thought to myself, how many Michaels have I passed in the years, even as a priest? And I, I, I sort of went into a sort of a, I, I downward spiral, and I said, is there anything else? I go, is there any chance I could get your phone number? I thought to myself, phone number, giving it to a homeless person, maybe that's not the wisest thing to do. I said, well, what would you do with my phone number if you got it? He said, well, I was just thinking that maybe six months from now when I get lonely and nobody's called me by their name, I could call you and you could, we could talk like we did today, and you could just call me by my name. And so I gave him my phone number. Um, you know, you can imagine that night I didn't sleep well. I had dined sumptuously in the last three days, and I had walked past this man I don't know how many times, and I had not given him anything, not even a look, not even the validation of his humanity. Um, I don't know what the solution is, um, I just do know that I've walked by many homeless men and women over the years, and, and I have not looked them in the eye. I have not seen them as a human being. I, I, have, not, I have not recognized them by their name. Um, and maybe the same thing has happened for you. Um, in today's reading, Jesus is the only parable, only parable he gives a name to the human being. It's Lazarus, the poor man who is dying. That should not be lost on us, that he names Lazarus by name. I don't know what the Pharisees were like in their time. We have approximations, but they seem to have an indifference to the poor. They seem to not recognize their humanity. I suppose we have that in common. I suppose that we have become indifferent to the poor, that we don't, we don't even call them by a name. I, I don't know what the answer is. I don't know what the solution is to our current societal dilemmas that we have. But I know that the norm of staying the way it is is not acceptable. I don't know what we can do to change it, but I know we've got to do something 
or try to do something. Uh, when I was at my previous parish, we, after this event, uh, a year later, we, I founded a uh, homeless shelter for 15 women that would sleep in the church, in our church for one month, and then it would rotate to another church for another month. And they would sleep in the church aisles. And we'd set it up from 7 p.m. to 7 a.m., and this was their home. And then we would, then we would move them to, uh, to a day center. Uh, we had to shut that down when, when um, our uh, COVID came because it, it relied completely on volunteers, and most of the volunteers were seniors, and it was too, too dangerous for everybody. I, I don't know if that is the solution. I, I don't think it's certainly not a permanent solution, but it's a solution. But maybe while we discern what we ought to do as a community to, to solve some of the more difficult problems, Maybe while we figure that out and discern that, maybe we could look at the poor and the homeless differently. Maybe we could see them as human beings who have names um, and, and recognize that there's, like my friend Michael, there's very little difference between he and I, after all. A few bad turns in his life, and he ends up in the street in a spiral of poverty he cannot seem to get out of. Maybe we can just simply recognize there's not that much difference between them and us. And we could um, stop and look at them eye to eye and say hello and ask them their name if they're willing to give it to us and recognize their humanity and, and give them a few dollars to make the day a little bit easier on them. I know it's not a permanent solution. I know it, it doesn't do much, but at least we do not fail to do something. See, in today's gospel, the rich man is not condemned for what he does. He's condemned for what he fails to do. I mean, after all, he doesn't kick Lazarus at the door. He doesn't spit on him. He doesn't condemn him. He doesn't say anything. He just says, I wonder if, if we have not completely invisible to him. And I wonder, I wonder if, if we have not become invisible to those homeless and Immigrants have not become invisible to us. Let's open our eyes. Let's see their humanity. Let's recognize them and at the very least do something, if nothing more than call them by their name and welcome them. We don't have a permanent solution, but the least we can do is care for them, each and every one, as best we can.